Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Raiders Insider Podcast on NBCSportsCalifornia.com. Introducing your host, Oakland Raiders Insider, Scott Baer. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Raiders Insider Podcast, where we speak with the perfect guest to kick off a unique Raiders training camp experience. NFL Films VP and Hard Knocks showrunner Ken Rogers pulls back the curtain on how the popular, long-running HBO documentary show will capture the team coming together in the Napa Valley. From John Gruden to Antonio Brown to Mike Mayock and Derek Carr and even Richie Incognito, there are plenty of great personalities and storylines for NFL films to explore with 20 cameras to capture it all this preseason. Rogers' team must then turn 350 hours of footage into a one-hour show for five consecutive weeks, and that is an intense production process that will give fans unique access to the Raiders as they start one final season in Oakland before moving to Las Vegas. Rogers gives us great insight into how the show works and some clues about why the Raiders were the perfect team to showcase this preseason. It was a great conversation and it starts right now. My guest on this week's Raiders Insider Podcast is Vice President and Senior Coordinating Producer with NFL Films, Ken Rogers, the show head of Hard Knocks, which will be debuting August 6th, featuring the Oakland Raiders. It's going to be a fascinating season of, the, of this documentary television program uh, that, that you can catch. I think the first airing is 10 p.m. on Tuesdays, HBO. It's going to be must-see TV for all Raiders fans. And Ken, uh, what is it about this particular installment of Hard Knocks that really excites you? It seems like there are just that this Raiders team is just overflowing with uh, good and intriguing storylines. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of great characters, um, but it really starts to me with the history of the Raiders. And even though we don't cover history in this show, I think for football fans in particular, everyone thinks about that aura, the mystique of the Raiders and uh, Al Davis's sayings and, and just win baby and, and commitment to excellence. And just the way they played the game in the seventies, uh, tried to intimidate people uh, always, played the the hardest and roughest style of football in the National Football League. They wear black. They're they're the best villains in sports in my opinion. And it's a role that they have um not been able to play fully the last decade or two because uh of their performance on the field. But Steve Sable always um before he passed away Every year he would say, I hope I hope the Raiders are good this year because the league is better when the Raiders are good. They're they're 
they're just one of those franchises. If you're not cheering for them, gosh, you're cheering against them. You just can't wait for them to lose, and you just want to beat the bad guys. Um, so that that's the first thing. But really, this team in particular has so many great position battles and so much up in the air. That's what we've always felt makes uh, a really intriguing hard knocks team. I know, I know everyone says, Hey, why don't you do the Patriots or did the Steelers or, well, if they were trying to work their way up, that would probably be a, a lot more likely, but, but be a lot more exciting. I know people don't believe it, but in a lot of the, the top levels of, um, of teams, their main goal in the preseason is to figure out two or three positions uh, to not get anyone hurt and to stay the course as to what they've been doing for years. The Raiders are in the midst of a, of a sea change in their philosophy, in their roster, uh, in their personnel, in their front office. Everything is still in the middle of a change, and that creates stakes. It creates uh, tension of are they going to get there to their goal or are they not? And um, I think everyone knows who's going to be on uh, the New England Patriots and that there's a couple things to, to figure out, but the Raiders have to make some changes. They got to find some players. Um, and there's, there's some real, um, there's a, there's a sense of urgency that just isn't everywhere in the league. Um, and I think that's going to make it a really exciting uh, season. And somebody who's going to bridge all these storylines together is head coach John Gruden, who, as we all know, has an extensive television background, is a character, to say the least, and as someone who watches all of his uh, practices and hears how loud and colorful he may be, that uh, that has to be uh, exciting. It, he just makes good television. Um, it, is that an uh, attraction for you just to see how he carries out his the second year of his second stint and, and him being such an animated presence in, in all of these different storylines? Absolutely. Uh, he, he's Look, he's a great character. He's a great TV star. He knows that. Everyone knows that. Uh, but we at NFL Films have always enjoyed him as a football coach. You know, we, we have footage of him, you know, back in 1990 with, with the 49ers standing on the sideline and, you know, with the Packers talking with Brett Favre and, uh, you know, with the Eagles in Philadelphia and, and uh, being being here close to, to Philadelphia uh, at headquarters here in New Jersey where NFL Films is located. I can tell you, like, Philadelphia fans love John Gruden. He really does transcend beyond just the – uh, the Oakland franchise, though he's um, you know been there the longest, but he's he's really been a uh, a present a presence in the league for a long time that we have worked with, and so much so that in 2002 uh, he wore the 2002 season 2003. Um, calendar year he wore a wire for his super bowl win uh when he was with the the bucks uh who he was you know with for many years after leaving oakland the first time and you know that's a that's one of those legendary wires in the history of nfl films um you know it's it's one of those things that you can watch over and over again and it's not because he his personality alone it's because he's just a energetic passionate football coach so we're not going to have him, you know, addressing the camera like he did on Monday Night Football. We're not going to have 
him doing anything that's scripted or asking him to set up situations so that he can be a TV star. I mean, this is just fly on the wall. We call it cinema verite filmmaking, where we just are going to watch him be a coach. And will that be entertaining? Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it just will be, but I don't think he's going to be trying to be entertaining. He is going to be trying to win football games and that's good enough for us. When you, uh, when you evaluate which team that you're ultimately going to select, I mean, went from the outside, um, you look at, you know, Gruden and Mike Mayock being a former TV guy and lots of kind of off field storylines, um, without necessarily, you know, asking you exactly, all right, well, how did you arrive at this team in this particular year? Um, are generally speaking, are there some factors, um, that you look for when you're trying to identify a good subject for the show? Yeah, it's that, it's that tension that I, I spoke about. It's all, it's also, uh, position battles and roster fluidity, you know, the, uh, a big part of the, uh, of the show are the young guys who are coming in. Of course I can, sit here and tell you that Antonio Brown is going to make the show. I, 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 that's a good guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that'll happen, but who the rookie undrafted free agent rookies are that are going to catch our eye and become storylines and um, that the coaches are going to be impressed with or not impressed with is impossible to tell. So we need a lot of good people like that. And the, and the Raiders have plenty of that. Um, the coaching staff is of course important, but it's really just uh, it's a complicated algebra that we that we go through, and there's just a sense of who nationwide people are interested in. Um, last year, I think everybody was interested in what the heck was going to happen in Cleveland. They hadn't won a game. They bring in Baker Mayfield. They bring in Jarvis Landry. Okay, what's going to happen? Everyone was picking that team before we even had a discussion with them. And this year was the same thing that everyone just from the beginning listed the Raiders as the best team that could possibly appear on hard knocks, not because of any other reason other than they want to know what's going on in Oakland with the, with the Raiders. Sure. Coach will be interesting and everything, but the franchise is in a really interesting spot. Um, they're talk about fluidity. They're, they're almost between towns right now. So there really is a lot going on there. Um, both visibly on the field and under the surface for the franchise in general. So that, that is impossible to avoid. It's, it's, it reminds me a little bit of the Rams when the Rams moved to LA of everybody was wondering how that was going to play out. And I think everyone's wondering how this second season of under John Gruden's return is going to play out. Um, I think it's going to play out well, but all that really matters to us is to show the fans uh, how hard they're working there to get where they want to be. And I, I kind of have a, a a list of questions here kind of about, Oh, are you going to touch on this kind of, uh, this, <laughs> I don't know, like preconceived storyline, right? Or, or the, the or answer really... is yes. We're going to cut, we're going to touch on all of them. <laughs> right. But also, it also sounds like you can't necessarily plan everything that's going to happen that you just have to let training camp unfold. And that's how it becomes, you know, kind of showing exactly what goes on during a training camp as opposed to, all right, we got to hit, Brown versus perfect. And we got to hit, you know, you know, Antonio Brown's, you know, kids, and we got to hit X, Y, and Z, right. That, 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 that some of it is, 
letting the editors and letting you see what you get and what transpires in being able to adjust to what you're seeing on the fly. Right. Uh, look, we come up with those topics and, um, and keep them in mind, but that doesn't mean that they actually pan out and that they're a storyline. Uh, I think the very best thing you could say about hard knocks is that it's real. Um, a lot of reality shows aren't real, even though they're called reality shows. You know, the, the scenarios, if not the dialogue itself, is scripted. Let's put a bunch of people on an island together. I mean, that, how's that reality? Let, let's, let's get a bunch of um, teenagers in a, in a house in New Jersey on the shore. And, well, that's not reality. Uh, we don't determine any of that. So to go into week one and say we're going to do a story on Burfick versus Brown and the history there, okay, well then what if they don't talk that much? What if there is no relationship? But we can't force that. And a lot of sports television, I think, unfortunately, is outsiders giving their opinion. And we try on Hard Knocks to not give an opinion. We don't We don't want to determine the storyline. We want the team to be doing what it's doing, and you get to be a fly on the wall watching what that is. We don't say whether the team is looking good or bad. We, we don't say, wow, this player is looking like a, uh, a better player than this player. The coaches might be saying that. Other players might be saying that. But we are very careful to not impart our opinion, uh, which takes a great amount of discipline. Because trust me, right now, all I want to do is plot out the storylines for show one. Right. It's, I mean, it's anxiety out the the ears right now around NFL films because we can't start putting the story together because the story hasn't happened yet. And it takes great discipline to not jump ahead and say, okay, from minute seven to nine, we're going to do this story. And then we're going to do this story from minute nine to 12. We, we can't do it. We just have to see what happens. We have no idea what that will be. And in order to do that, I was hoping that you could maybe pull the curtain back uh, for some Raiders fans who definitely want to know a little bit more about how these things work. Just, I mean, facts and figures that you guys are going to have, you know, 20 cameras there, 32 crew, some some also robotic cameras, right, to kind of stay fly on the wall perspective and, you know, shooting 43 days and 350 hours of, you know, total footage. It's just on and on and on. These numbers to me are are astonishing. Um, just the, the, the thing that fascinates me is that you guys also take great pride in not becoming a distraction to the team, right? Mm -hmm. that, that, that you really want to try to blend in, but it, is that maybe easier said than done? No, it's actually pretty easy. And it's because we're so experienced with not just this show, but shooting football camp in general, uh, we've, we've been around since 1962 as a company. So there's a <laughs> right. lot of institutional knowledge, you know, our institutional knowledge of what happens at a camp and the schedule and when this time of camp ends, where the players are moving. So we know to get out of the way and not be in that corridor. It's greater than everyone on the team. You know, the, the, all the players combined, don't have enough, um, don't have as much experience as our crew combined, who, you know, are usually much more experienced than the average second or third year player in the NFL. They're, we really know how to go about it. And you'd be shocked uh, if you go to camp at how small of a footprint we actually have. Uh, 
Um, there's only five or six crews per practice shooting, um, but we know how to shoot and we know how to be everywhere without being everywhere. Um, the wires help a lot. We, we are not in people's faces asking them to do things. Our, our goal is to stay out of the way, let them forget about us, and therefore forget about the cameras. And then we capture the reality. We, we capture what's really happening. So the, the, the reason this is the hardest show on television to produce, in my opinion, isn't just the amount we shoot, which is, like you said, 350 hours per week that we have to cut down to one hour. It's that we have to do it in real time. Yeah. When, when you think about a show like Survivor, sure, they shoot a lot of footage out on the island or whatever, but it happened months and months and months ago, and they had time in their edit rooms to create a story that they wanted to tell. We're doing it as it happens. You know, Every Tuesday when you watch the show, you're watching what happened the previous Tuesday through Monday. And so a lot of people talk to me after an episode and say, that was great. What's going to happen next week? And I say, I, I have no idea. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, it literally nothing. As soon as you're done show one, you're like, okay, we've already begun shooting show two. And it's a never-ending process. So the, the turnaround is so quick. There's a lot of uh, long hours, uh, a lot of lack of sleep. Uh, I personally have gone through, through uh, three sofas in my time running hard knocks uh, here in my office. I, I mean, I wear my sofas out sleeping here at night, just like, uh, just like John Gruden would, you know, staying late, going over film. That's what I'm doing. That's what a team of 25 editors here at NFL Films are doing. Uh, we're wearing out our sofas, staying late, watching film. Uh, we're, we're really not that different from the coaches that work the hours they work. If they're working, that means in August we're working because we're following them. And it, how how much of and I guess you'll just kind of have to see how it how it plays out uh, according to the kind of the theme of what we're talking about here. But th the move, as you mentioned it before, uh, the 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 Bay Area's either reaction or you know whatever happens in regards to relocation is that something that that even if it doesn't, it's not going to come up in the daily life of training camp, but is that something that's going to have to be, you know, uh, addressed over the course of the television show? How do you view that, that unique uh, set of circumstances you have going into this one? Yeah, I think it'll be mentioned, but I really don't imagine it being a presence. And that is because it won't be mentioned. I, I, I don't think we're going to force that storyline when to the players and coaches, it's irrelevant. What they're focusing on is trying to get better this day, this week for this preseason game, you know, and study this playbook. Uh, what happens when they move uh, a year from now is not really going to be in their mind. So it'd be pretty hard for us to show anything. You know, this isn't a written um, uh, uh, article or anything. This is a visual medium where we have to capture footage for that storyline to exist. And I just don't think the players are going to be talking about it that much. Add to that add to that fact the issue of location is that for this show, we obviously we might visit Vegas, but it's not located in Vegas. We're also only spending one week in Oakland because they are in Napa, California for so long for their training camp. And then after Napa, they go to Canada to play in Winnipeg against the the Packers. Really 
this is a show set in Napa, which mm. I find fascinating that right. of all teams, the Raiders are coming into Napa. You know, it just it strikes me as the barbarians at the gate. You know, of <laughs> uh, any team, you know, you sort of can imagine some other teams sipping wine. You know, as they as they discuss their play charts, the Raiders. They, that's just not the mystique of the Raiders. And you plop them right in the middle of this beautiful wine country. It's going to be a great contrast. Um, I really think that is going to be the location of the show and the move will be a distant, maybe even third between Oakland and Las Vegas, because I think the Canada trip might be a, a pretty big location come uh, show four when they, when they go there. Yeah. And which, and that's, it's just such an intriguing preseason for all the reasons that you're talking about. And I think it's, it's interesting kind of how you've said, Hey, that we just have to adapt and adjust and edit and, you know, and uh, use the storylines as they come, as, as you enter into it, whether it's filming or not, you still have to get to know a 90 man roster. Right. And that's just not Antonio Brown and Derek Carr that, or the first round draft pick we're talking about, you know, the 90th guy on the roster, the guy that just signed. I mean, how much do you as a show head want your producers involved in, in all these different guys to make sure that there's no good storyline that goes unturned and all these different things that you really have to intimately know this, what this 90 man roster as well as anybody. Yo, yeah. Listen, to, we're old school here, so we use index cards, just like <laughs> you? Uh, you know you might have done in, in elementary school. But what we do is put uh, a show together, big picture in our in our minds as we're editing the segments with index cards. And right now, there are ninety player cards on the board. That's how many possible storylines we have going in. And there's there's tons of other cards like the coaching staff, you know, the, the, the strength and conditioning staff, Deuce Gruden might become a, a storyline, John Gruden's son who works with him. Um, certainly there's, there's cards on the board, like the move that that might come up. Uh, ownership might come up. There's position battles. I mean, the position battle at punter is on the board. It's probably not that big of a deal in the scope of a season, but it could be a big deal in training camp. And that's, it's a possibility. Uh, I guess the closest analogy and, and uh, maybe, maybe he's rubbed off on us is Bill Belichick's philosophy of just adapting as you go situational football we're situational filmmakers. We can only go with what happens and uh, we can't, we can't decide we're going to make one show and stick to it. We have to be able to adapt depending on which of those cards comes to life when we start filming. Uh, might I recommend fourth round defensive end Max Crosby's previous rap career as an index card. I, up I, I, I believe we have that video in house and, uh, <laughs> and he's on our radar for sure. <laughs> uh, that's great. I, and just, and just to kind of wrap this up and thank you so much for taking the time. Is this, you know, for anybody involved in the NFL, uh, you, you kind of uh, kiss your kids on the head and uh, wish them goodbye, but is this really the, the month? And then, I mean, not like you haven't been working up until this point and there's a ton of research that goes into it, but this month f for you and for your people, I mean, is the intensity as high as it can possibly get? As you were saying, is this the time where you really just bunker down and grind each and every day and 
you're working uh, crazy hours just, just to get this show out on time because we talked about the incredible turnaround time. It is. It's the, it's the hardest thing any of us have done. Um, and it reminds me of being on a football team. And I've been around football enough now um, going into, to, I guess, my 18th season with the NFL that I, I sort of recognize what players talk about when, once they're retired. And that is the things they remember the most and that they miss the most were the hardest experiences to go through because that's when the bonding happens. That's when the teamwork comes about. That's when the, the mind somehow remembers it. Um, training camp is set up for that reason. It's to put a bunch of individuals away from their families together so that by the end of it, they become a cohesive unit. That's the entire point of training camp. That's all it's since Paul Brown started developing the the psychology of training camp. It it was that that's exactly what we go through on this show during it. We just say, I'm not sure I'm going to make it. I, 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 you know, this is the last year I'm doing this. I, you know, <laughs> Every this year is just the not, last, this, yeah. This is not a lifestyle I can I can put up with. And by three weeks after the final show airs, we're seeing each other in the hallway and saying, who are we going to do next year? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> and, and because it's just, for some reason, the tough times stand out in your memory. And um we've learned to, to trust that and, and know that no matter how hard it seems, it's going through it, those tough times and those long hours and, and being away from your family that at the end of the day, that's what you're going to be proud of. Not the days that you kind of put in a half effort and you surf the internet a little bit and you, you went home early, you know, hopefully we can all have those days once in a while, but we don't really feel that proud of those days when as filmmakers, we feel proud of this show and the hard work is part of it. Well, Ken, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I think it's going to be a fascinating showcase because like you said, when you put personalities like John Gruden and Mike Mayock and Antonio Brown and Derek Carr and all the way down the line, when you put those personalities under the microscope and kind of stay fly on the wall. The interesting, uh, fascinating things are going to happen on a like on a team in transition. Uh, it should be an an excellent uh, thing to watch. I know I'm looking forward to it. I know that Raiders fans are. Once again, uh, it debuts August sixth at 10 p.m. on HBO every week, and uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. So, thank you so much for the time, and I look forward to talking to you down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for the interest, and we'll do our best to entertain all of you. Thanks to everyone for downloading and listening to the Raiders Insider Podcast, and a special shout-out to Ken Rogers for joining us this week. Don't forget to watch Hard Knocks each Tuesday at 10 p.m. on HBO, with the first episode debuting on August 6th. You've been listening to the Raiders Insider Podcast, and if you haven't already, please visit Apple Podcasts or Google Play to subscribe. If you like our podcast, give us a five-star rating and a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at NBCS Authentic, and we will be back next week with another great guest. Thanks for listening, Raider Nation. 
the Raiders Insider Podcast on NBCSportsCalifornia.com.